Welcome to New Life Bible Church, and thank you for joining us. Every week, listen to practical teaching of God's Word you can apply to your life as you live out your faith every day. Our vision at New Life is that you may know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Here's this week's message from New Life Bible Church. Father, we don't, we don't need our... Our, it's great that our president called upon a day of prayer a, a couple of weeks ago, Father, but Lord, we call upon a day of prayer every day. For we come into your throne room every day, Lord. We have the right and the boldness to come into your presence every day, Lord. So today, together, as we're watching and as we're sitting around together as families, Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would come into those living rooms, you would come into those workplaces, you would come into those, if they're sitting in their cars, wherever they're watching us, Lord, that you would just visit them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your power coming upon this nation and all the nations that are being affected by this virus, Lord. And, and Lord, right now our attention is on this, but Father, there's flus out there and there's dengue and there's cancer and there's AIDS and there's all kinds of uh, uh, things that are part of this world, Father, that uh, we're in it, but we're not of it, Father. So Lord, I just pray that the church would rise up in the midst of this, Lord, and use it as an opportunity to preach the gospel and to bring hope to the hopeless, Lord, and to bring love to the loveless, Lord. So we just thank you, Father. We thank you this morning for what you're doing in our nation. I pray for our president and our leaders, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, Father, to make decisions, Lord. Father, and, and Lord, we, we confide in our government, and we thank you that we're part of the United States of America, Lord, but our faith and our trust and our hope is in you and in your word, Lord, and your word says that you are the God that heals us, Lord. Your word says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are already healed, Lord, so we just thank you, Father, that you've given us power to be more than conquerors over these things, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. So we rise up, Lord. We don't, uh, even though we're obeying the law and sitting in our homes and maybe not even going to work, Lord, but Father, that we are not cowering uh, under this virus, Lord, but we're rising up in the name of Jesus. And our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in the heavenlies. And we know that they are under our feet, Father, and that we have power over those things because of the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for the blood, the blood of Jesus that heals, the blood of Jesus that empowers us, Father, to be able to have authority. Yes to have a position over this thing and over all these diseases and infections and things that are happening in not just our nation, but all over the world, Father. So we thank you for these opportunities to show your power, Lord, that signs and wonders, Lord, would rise up in our midst, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for the testimonies that are going to come because the church rose up in the midst of what's happening. In the powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and if you're sitting at home, you can say amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We're going to pick up our tithes and offerings. Um, uh, we're still doing that. So uh, I wanted to, I'm going to read a scripture just a little bit later, but uh, I want to use that now. It says that the church had all things in common. And uh, we, we shared in all things. They sold their properties and they helped each other. And, you know, if that were true today, and it should be, because in the book of Acts is where the church started. The church hasn't changed since then. It should be still what God created it to be. So if we have all things in common, some of us are not working and, they don't ha and you don't have an income. So we, we totally get it. The Bible says to give your tithes and offerings from your 
increase. If you don't have an increase right now, don't worry, because even though you don't have an increase from your worldly job, our kingdom increase continues, right? That is not affected. So we believe in miracles. We believe that God will provide. He will stretch out what you have. He will make it more than enough. I believe that. And if you believe that, you can say amen. So if you're not able to, or, or not that you're not able to, but you're not giving because you don't have an increase, we understand that. But some of us, because of this, have a much larger increase than you did a month ago because you're nurses, you're in the medical field, maybe you're providing something that is needed, maybe you're making toilet paper at home and you're making, <laughs> you're making money hand over fist right now because you're making toilet paper. So whatever the case may be, it's time for you to rise up, right, and be able to to give and make all things in, make the church all things in common so that we can continue forward to do what we, we were called to do. I want to let you know uh, that at New Life Bible Church, uh, we have obeyed <laughs> Dave Ramsey. And uh, we have put in a, a good emergency fund and we and our elders and our board and have encouraged us and, and we've listened to different uh, people who have helped us with our finances. So uh, there's no concern, not only because we've done the natural, but because we believe in the supernatural. But that doesn't mean that we, we stop giving. So that's the most I have ever said during tithes and offerings, because normally we just pick up our tithes and offerings. And, but I want to encourage you because it's a little different. You're not here. The bucket's not passing in front of you. Uh, you know, some of you are relieved because you don't have to put an empty envelope in the button. No, I'm just kidding. Um, some of you are relieved that it doesn't pass in front of you, but, uh, you know, we're still giving. So please make sure to go. You can uh, uh, go to our uh, give on our app. There's a give button. You can go there. You can go to our, our website at orangecitychurch.com. It's also deberrychurch.com, deltonachurch.com, delandchurch.com. We own all those uh, websites. So you can go to any one of those. Orangecitychurch.com is the main one. And you can go there and you can give there also through PayPal. And we encourage you to do that. If you don't like doing that or you're not as tech savvy as some of other people are and you would prefer to drop off a check or even uh, 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 cash, you know, a big wad of cash would be nice. But if you want to drop off some cash, you can do that in our uh, mail slot. We have a mail slot right here at the church in the front of the building to the right-hand side of our glass doors. And just make sure you shove it far in there and, and, uh, and we'll make sure to pick it up from there and, and, uh, and, and put it into the tithes and offerings. So if you're sitting at home right now and you got your phone in your hand or you got your computer and you're about to give, let's pray for those uh, that are giving this morning. We just thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for those that are giving into your kingdom. Lord, they are giving, Father, because they know, Lord, not just to, to, to supply for the church to continue to do what it does, Lord, not just our church, but the church in general, Father. But I pray, Father, that this would be a seed planted in a time of need, Lord, and that, Lord, they would miraculously reap from this seed that they're planting, Lord, that they would miraculously reap from, from their giving, Lord. And I just pray this morning, Father, upon those that are tithers, Lord, those that uh, have promises that says the windows of heaven would open up upon them, Lord. Those windows of heaven are not determined or subject to our economy here on earth, Lord. It's by the economy in heaven, and it never runs out there, Lord. So we just thank you, Lord, that you're not in recession up there. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that you have plenty to give to your people, Lord, that, that these promises uh, are in effect in their lives, Father. So I just pray for those right now, Lord. And as we give this morning, Lord, we celebrate together knowing, Lord, that no matter what we see, we walk by faith and not by sight and our provision is coming from you and we trust you and we celebrate together Woohoo!
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're joining us uh, this morning and you, uh, you're new, maybe you're, I saw somebody was uh, uh, writing on our YouTube page earlier saying uh, that they wanted to visit the church and they were asking questions and then our regular members were, you know, it's neat watching. If they were to walk through the door, if you're watching right now and you were to walk through the door and, uh, uh, you know, they, our church was here, you would be loved on. They would ask you who you are and they would welcome you and that's just who we are. And here you are on, on YouTube, and you say, hey, I'm, I'm new. I want to know if I come to this church. And then all these people started writing to her, and I noticed that they were writing things and, and saying, welcome, and yes, it's a great church, and loving on you, even electronically. So it's pretty awesome to see that our church has not changed, and it's not being affected by this, and we're still those that love the lost and love those that need Jesus and love those that visit here. So uh, welcome if you're watching. I'd like to apologize. We had a little bit of technical difficulty right at the beginning, uh, but we got that resolved. Uh, Gus and Ryan worked really hard on getting that back up, and uh, we should be uh, good to go. There will be a, uh, uh, a recorded version of this that you'll be able to watch later. I'm not sure what will be cut off there or what you know, will be available, but uh, you can always watch that later. Um, uh, once it's recorded and edited and all that. So thank you so much for being patient with us. You know, we've done this before. We always stream, but every once in a while, a lot of people are doing this. So we, we probably just ran into a hiccup there. And, but we're back on. Amen? Amen? We're back on. So this morning, I want to encourage you to get ready. We're going to have communion at the very end. And, uh, you know, so if you need to get your bread and your juice, uh, gather your family now around uh, uh, the TV because I have a word of encouragement for you. Uh, if there's anything that we need to hear right now, it's the word of God. Amen. And if you know me, you know that we're going to read the word this morning and I'm not going to take one scripture and preach for an hour on it, but I'm going to give you and back everything that I say up with the word of God because it, it is our foundation. Amen. And it is what we live by and it is what builds our faith. It is what gives us hope. So we can't get away from it. But uh, today's message is what now? Uh, I was going to name it now what? But it's the same thing. So I went what now? Or I had another name. I was going to call it should I stay or should I go now? Um, if, who, who sings that? The Clash. So the Clash sings that. So uh, should I stay or should I go now? If I, what, let me think. If I go, there will be trouble. If I stay, there will be double, right? So uh, anyway, that's all I remember from it. But I decided to call it what now, so that's what we're calling it. What now? What do we do now? We're, what, three, four weeks into this thing. We're on our second week of streaming church. And what now? What do we do now? And uh, I want to give you an answer to that today. And uh, so just get ready for that. You might want to get a pen and a piece of paper. I'm going to give you some practical things of what we're doing now. The, uh, one of the things that we want to do now is we want to quit focusing on what you can't do and start focusing on what you can do. You know, we, we, we're on Facebook and, you know, I watch and I see and I'm, I'm mainly there. We're becoming very creative with our memes, by the way. Every, every other day, something new pops up and says, how are they coming up with this stuff? But I guess if you're sitting home doing nothing, uh, that's, what, that's what happens. But we focused on, I can't go to work, I can't go outside, I can't go to the store, I can't go there, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't go to the park, I can't go to Disney, I can't go here, I can't go there, I can't go to the movies, right? Uh, I'm a movie goer, so it's, you know, it's hard, I can't go to the movies, I can't do this. And quit focusing on that, and let's focus on what we can do, and that's what we're going to do here today. 
So the church has an opportunity to be the church outside of the four walls. Let's take advantage of this opportunity uh, of being able to, you know, we, we've seen our neighbors now more than we've ever seen them before because they're not going to work, <laughs> right? We see people are outside walking around and uh, we want to be able to take advantage of that. So what can we do? Uh, the first thing I already mentioned is to, to not focus on what you can't do, but focus on what you could do. Another thing is, let's not be skeptics or sensationalists. In other words, let's not go to the extreme of being a skeptic and going, oh, this thing is whatever, and let's just go out, and, and, you, know, and, and you know, we have our spring breakers are here, and they're all over the beach, and if you watch some of those uh, uh, you know, they have these, the news has these videos of them and they're playing beer pong or whatever. And, and they're all drinking out of the same cup and everything. Listen, even without coronavirus, they're infecting themselves with something. So <laughs> it's just watching them is, it's pretty crazy. And listen, I'm not being, I'm not, you know, uh, being judgmental towards them. I was, I was a teenager and a young man at one point in my life and did Never mind. So Let's not be skeptics and let's not be sensationalists. Let's not take this thing and sensationalize it and turn it into something that it's not. Okay? I know that the news is doing that. Inform yourself. I said this last week. Inform yourself. Uh, when the president comes out and the vice president who's in charge of, of the committee that's making decisions and your governor and, you know, you should know what the laws are and what they're doing, what cities are being shut down and, you know, what's open, what's not open, what they're asking us to do uh, during this time. And, uh, you know, over the last couple of days, the news has been covering the fact that this has, we have spiked here in the United States. And if that's a surprise to you, uh, you know, then, then you need to look at history <laughs> because this is what happens. It gets worse before it gets better. And, uh, you know, thank God that we don't have to go through that. It always gets better before it gets better for us. So it's a little different. But uh, let's not be skeptics or sensationalists. Let's stay down the middle. It's going to give you a peace of mind, and it's going to keep you uh, from dealing with anxiety and depression and all those things. Let's focus on the things we can do. So what can we do? Let's give hope. If you don't have hope, I'm going to give you some hope today. <laughs> but let's give hope to others. We should be the ones that have the hope. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, in the New International Version, it says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. It's funny how it repeats itself again. On Him we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us. Yeah. Amen? I believe that he will continue to deliver us. I believe that he has already delivered us on the cross, right? It doesn't say that God will do these things. It says that God has done these things already. Amen? So we, what, what is keeping these things from being in effect in our lives? Our faith, right? So uh, uh, you should woohoo right there. Thank you. Romans chapter 8, verses, uh, verse 28, and then I'm going to read verse 31 and 32, and then I'm going to jump to verse 37 again in the New International Version. Romans 8, 28. And we know, and if you don't, you should know by now, and we know that in all things God works for good of those who love Him. Come on, don't we love Him? Because He first loved us. Who have been called according to His purpose. 31, what then shall we say in response to these things? What now? What do we do now? How is our response? What now? If God is for us, who can be against us? 
If God is for us, what can be against us? If God is for us, what disease can come to attack us? If God is for us, come on, if you think about that, if God is with you and he's for you and he's, he's part of who you are, then what can even come against you? God is above all these things. If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. Say, that's me. That's me. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Come on. If you want to stand on a scripture during this time, Romans 8, 31 and 32. What, if God is for us, who can be against us? And he gave his son that we would have all things. Amen? 37. Oh, and it, was, it wasn't just 37. It's 37 through 39. It says, no, in all things we are, come on, more than conquerors through him who loved us. Why is, this, why is it in past tense? It's because he expressed his love on the cross. It's a done deal. He's already done everything he's going to do to show us his love. Well, God doesn't love me anymore. No, he already showed you the extent of his love by giving his, his life. No greater love than this, than a brother lay down his life or give his life for another. He's already shown us the greatest level of love, which is the giving of his only begotten son. Think about that for a minute. If you had to give up your son for the life of another. Oh, boy. Through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor death, nor anything else in our creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can I add a little something? No coronavirus will separate us from his love. No <coughs> staying at home will separate us from his love, right? I'm just clearing my throat. Calm down. It's just a little cough. It's okay, right? So nothing will separate us from his love. We're not meeting today. Oh, I'm kind of losing. the. Uh, quit complaining and quit whining and celebrate the fact that you cannot be separated from him. Yes. Amen? Amen? Come on. We should be celebrating that. I remember the scripture where the disciples come back and they say, Jesus, Jesus, the, the demons were cast out and we healed the blind and the sick and you should have seen it. And he goes, why are you celebrating that stuff? You should celebrate the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Right? We should be celebrating that we are Christians and one day we're going to spend eternity with him. That love never changes. There's no separation from that. We're not going to lose that. Amen. See, we need to be giving this hope to others. Without hope, we are pushed around by every wave and every wind. See, hope anchors us to our faith. Hope is an anchor for the soul. You know, your soul is what's being attacked right now more than your physical body. Right? Your soul is your mind and your emotions. Right now, we're all dealing with emotions, aren't we? We're all like, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm not working, oh my God, how am I going to pay this, how am I going to do that? Oh man, I don't want to go here, what's this person, this person's coughing with the mask, oh, and, right? And we're with anxiety, sitting at home wondering, how long is this going to last? Some people are saying, till September, how's that going to be? What an awesome summer, right? We'll be able to hang out and, and uh, uh, you know, have a great summer without all this stuff going on. I don't believe this is going to go on till September. No, 
Come on. We need to have hope and it needs to anchor our soul. Our soul is being attacked right now by the media, by social media, by fake news. Man, be careful what you read and what you're, what you're looking at. We need an anchor. The world needs an anchor of hope right now. Look at Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 and, uh, through 19 in the New King James Version. It says, Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs, that's me, of promise, the immutability or unchangeableness, that means he can't change, of his counsel. He's not surprised. He's not changing his mind right now going, oh, man, I wish I would have foreseen this corona thing because then I would have written something different here. That's, God's not doing that. He's unchangeable. His, uh, uh, the unchangeableness of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. God made a promise. He made an oath. <laughs> That by two immutable or unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation or a great confidence, it means, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. 19. This hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence of behind the veil see hope is an anchor to my soul which means i do not need to be pushed around by my feelings or my soul or moved by the storms of this life or the wind of of any other doctrine right the media may inform me but it will not move me away from what i believe listen sometimes it's easy to believe something when you're not being attacked it's easy to believe something when you're not being, in, you know, told something completely different. You ever get into, you're, in, you're kind of the mediator between an argument and, you, oh, this, this, that's a good point, and that's a good point, and you can't even help the, the, be a good mediator to help them come to a conclusion because you believe in both of them? You can't be that way. You can't be shaken and moved by every wind of doctrine. In fact, it says to be double-minded is witchcraft, is what the Word says. You can't be double-minded. It's witchcraft is what the word says. So we want to make sure that we're one-minded in his word. Amen? And that is our hope. It keeps us from being moved here and there. So the media is only there to inform us. And even when it does inform us, it has to bow to the word of God. See, I'm not adrift at a sea of unbelief, but anchored in hope that God has given me access to his presence. And in his presence is freedom and fullness of joy. Freedom from all this and joy in the midst of, of this craziness that's happening right now. See, hope is the anchor that keeps us from drifting from the promises of God. You have the promises in you. We need that hope to, to stir that up inside of us. Faith causes those promises to come to pass. So hope alone is not good enough, but faith alone without hope, right? Hope is the target and faith is what you hit the target with. So if you have faith, but you don't have hope, then you got no target and you're just spraying everything. You're not really hitting anything. But when you have hope and faith, that means your hope is, I believe in the word and now I'm going to act upon that, which is my faith. And it's going to cause these things that God promised. He's unchangeable. He's not a liar that he promised will come to pass. See, an anchor is attached to a rope that will only let you drift so far. Uh, I like to say that rope is your faith. So you may have hope and, and your faith, you know, you want a short rope on your faith. 
Because you want your faith to kick in right away. You don't want it to... And then sometimes when you're out fishing or you're out adrift and you throw that and you kind of let it go and the chain goes in and then the rope goes in and then, you know, your, your anchor's way out there and then you could drift around and all. No, you know, if you're a fisherman, you know that you want to you wanna fish near the patch reefs, but you can't fish on the patch reefs because you get stuck. Some of them are protected, so you're not allowed to fish over them. But you want to make sure that your boat sits right where and you got to see where the current is moving to anchor. But that rope keep, keeps you in a spot. It holds you in a place where where you know you won't go anywhere so your hope will cause your anchor to dig in see your your disappointment will only go so far as far as your rope will let you your anxiety will only go so far so you may be anxious for a moment you may uh, be depressed for just a moment but your hope will only let you go so far before your faith kicks in and all of a sudden now i am no longer anxious why because i have the peace that surpasses all understanding and i'm i'm meditating on the things of god that he has promised me my rope just got shorter and i my anchor kicked in my hope kicked in and my faith said ah 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 i might go down this rope road a little bit you know your ang- your anger will only go so far, right? You will only cry for so long. You will only complain for so long. Then you're in it, right? Your rope will will, will pull and your hope will be there. You will only be upset for so long. Come on, then your hope kicks in and your faith, your hope tells you this is as far as you're going to go. Your faith kicks in. If you want to hear more about this kind of hope, there's a, a, on our YouTube page, uh, there's a, a message that I preached, uh, I believe it was last year sometime, on hope. And it, it gives more detailed information on this. But this is the hope that we want to convey to others. This is the hope that we want to share with others. Listen, if we were to go out and I know, I, I understand. I know what the law is and, and what they're asking us to do and what the you know, suggestions are. Uh, you know, it says, uh, what is it called? Social distancing. Let's call it physical distancing and let's continue to be social. Can we do that? Yeah. Right? So we call it physical distancing. So if you could see here, everybody's seated, uh, you know, uh, except for the, the, the cute couple over here. But uh, everyone's seated so far apart from each other. You know, they're all a few seats away. I was thinking the other day, maybe we have three or four services and just have everybody sit three or four seats away from each other and, and have them come in. But it's a lot of work. <laughs> but we need to be sharing this anchor of hope with others. Once you got it, it's not good enough to just sit at home and say, oh, I'm at peace. You have to share it with others. Let's do something with this time that we have, right? Let's share these things. Eventually, my anchor is going to hold to the hope of the promises of God, and faith will cause those promises to come to pass. Let's offer this same hope to others. So that was number one. Let's give hope. What can we do now? Give hope. Next one is let's provide support. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, in the New International Version, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. We're going to have communion here today in just a moment. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes 
and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. Isn't that awesome? Because they had all things in common, they were having communion in their homes. They were probably inviting their neighbors, hey, why don't you have communion with us? And, 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 you know, we could believe God for this thing and praying with their neighbors and help. And people were being added. Why? Because they were providing support. They were providing support. Let's give this hope to those that don't have it. Let's give this kind of support to those that don't have it. See, they had all things in common. And I mentioned earlier during tithes and offerings, some are working more than ever. Some are not working so much. Some aren't working at all. Uh, we're about to get some, uh, I believe they've signed the, the, the uh, $2 trillion. What does $2 trillion look like? But um, they signed a $2 trillion bill, and they're going to be sending out some cash and everything to, to people. And, and that's awesome. And I was sitting at home uh, contemplating what we were going to do. And uh, we can't go, I can't go spend it frivolously. So we can't, you know, go on vacation or anything right now. Uh, you know, I can't go out to a real nice dinner unless you order takeout and they deliver it to your house, right? Or, or they deliver it to your house. Uh, we can't. What are we going to do with our money? We can help others, yes. right? We can help others. We can help the church continue to go forward uh, by giving your tithes and offerings from that. That is an increase, by the way. Uh, we can... Uh, you know, we can help others. Some people may not get that or may get that or may still need groceries or toilet paper or something. We can help others with it also. Uh, one of the things they don't want us to do with it is put it away in savings because they're trying to stimulate the economy. They want you to spend it, right? <laughs> so, um, it, it, you know, if you're sitting at home and you're looking at me in a little screen, uh, you might want to go out and get a big screen. So next week, you know, next time you can... No, I'm just... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All the guys are going, Pastor Rick said, right, telling their wives now, I'm going to go get a TV. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we can help others. We can have all things in common within the church, and we can use what God's doing. So let's provide support. We can find out if somebody needs, you know, you find uh, elderly people in your neighborhood, and they, maybe they don't want to go out to Publix or they don't want to go out to Walmart and you know they, they need they have needs and right now they're having delivery but the delivery is like set behind by a f several days because so many people are using delivery now and this that and the other thing and so find out find out when you go by the you know the the, the one thing uh, I still don't get the toilet paper thing but they you know they put out there that the toilet paper was going to be scarce and everybody went out and bought toilet paper and and I'm just so glad that it, they didn't say that the ribeye steak was going to be scarce because there's plenty of those and I'm able to go pick up a couple of those and and cook them and and maybe even share it with a neighbor or something like that so you can do the same uh, and 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 help you know, you might see somebody's yard uh, uh, you know the grass is getting higher because they don't want to come outside or or you know people are dealing with all kinds of stuff. And they could use any kind of little help. You might be sitting at home doing nothing right now. And you may be able to provide some kind of support, which will also show God's love to your neighbors. Let's support each other and let's support those outside of the church. And the last one, and I know that this is kind of uh, 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 what we're asked not to do right now. But let's stay close. <laughs> Hebrews Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. What can we do now? We can give hope, we can support each other, and we can stay close. 24, let us consider, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Let us consider how we may spur 
one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So yes, I know we're not allowed to meet together and it's encouraging us not to give that up. What I'm, what I'm telling you now is don't give up on the fact that one day, real soon, in the near future, we're going to fill this place up with people seeking the Lord because in the midst of all this, we're going to have revival here, not too far down the road. We are going to meet together. Don't give up on that. Don't give up on that. Stand on your faith that that's what's going to happen. That's what we've been prophesying here for the last three weeks. That's what we've been saying here for the last three weeks. That is what we're believing. That is what we're confessing. So those things have to come to pass because we've put those words of faith into the air and into the atmosphere that we will have revival once again and we will gather together and meet together so we're not giving up on meeting together but we must encourage one another see i i know we're not supposed to meet together right now but they're calling for social distancing and i said this earlier I'd rather do physical distancing and stay socially together. See, you could FaceTime people instead of texting or calling. You could see them on your phone. It's incredible the stuff we can do. Use different social media platforms to gather. Zoom and watch party and I don't know what else they have out there, but there's all kinds of things. Listen, you're sitting at home. Might as well sit down and, and Google Zoom and say, how do I use this? Or go to YouTube and say, how do I use Zoom? And some guy's going to come out. Some nerd is going to come out and tell you exactly how to use Zoom. <laughs> Call and check on people regularly. You can start with your own family. Call your mom. I know you don't normally call your mom, but call your mom. Find out how your mom's doing, right? Uh, you know, call your kids, your grandkids. You know, find out how your neighbors are doing. Uh, we had somebody deliver our neighbor's food to our house last night. So uh, my wife so kindly cleaned everything because they, they delivered it sideways in the food. She cleaned everything up for them, and we ended up, the, the delivery person came back, and then we went next door to explain what had happened. And, and you know, to be, we, and it, was, it, was, it was a big old cheeseburger with extra bacon on it, too. It, was, it looked pretty good. But anyway, uh, you can uh, help your neighbors, right? Help out. Uh, um, where was I? FaceTime, call, check, use different social media platforms. Call and check on people. Check on your neighbors. Check on the people down the street. Check on your people in your church. Check on your pastors. Everybody's going to call me this afternoon. Now that I said something, it doesn't count, okay? Listen, we got commercial toilet paper and she doesn't like it. That's the problem. That's why my wife's wanting the soft toilet paper. Life group leaders, try and send an encouraging word to people in our group every day. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm famous for this. I put people on the spot and I do it in front of everybody else and I embarrass people. So if you want to get mad at me, you can get mad at me. But uh, Tyler is going to uh, uh, video. Uh, okay. So he's going to do something. Tyler's going to do something to bring our youth group together. Uh, only because I mentioned, he said he just downloaded Zoom and he's going to do this. So something's coming for Truth Youth. So just keep informed and stay on our, our, youth, our Truth Youth uh, page on Facebook. And uh, I believe there's there an Instagram or whatever you guys have. Uh, stay informed that something's coming. Something's right around the corner. And uh, we'll be able to minister to you and try to keep you guys together also. 
Life group leaders, send an encouraging word to people in your group every day. Every day. You don't know how busy I am. Just takes a moment. Create a group and send an encouraging word. Let's make an effort to stay close while still practicing physical distancing. Do not disconnect. This is not a good time to disconnect. I know we're, we're physically disconnected, but don't disconnect. All right? All right? So let's convert our fear into faith. Let's convert our fear into faith. Feed your faith. Starve your fear. Quit feeding your fear and starving your faith. If this is the only word that you've gotten this week, you're starving your faith. Because I'm sure you've been watching TV. You know, I almost wish, wish that the coronavirus would infect our, our, our TVs and our, our lines. You know, like when the hurricane comes, what happens? Hurricane comes, the electricity goes out, water. You know, that's why I don't understand the whole toilet paper and water thing. Uh, I have a filter at home. I don't, you know, I can just get water and, and we have a hose. So <laughs> I don't understand that. But anyway, uh, we, we want to uh, be able to stay connected and convert our fear into faith. Quit feeding your fear. We're feeding it all day long and we're constantly doing that. Uh, as I was saying, if it was something else like a hurricane, we wouldn't be, feed, we wouldn't be able to. We wouldn't be able to watch TV. We, wouldn't be, we would almost be pushed into helping our neighbors. Whenever a hurricane comes, we always run around and help people cut stuff down and clean out their yards. And we end up getting out and doing something and helping somebody around us. So convert your fear into faith. Remember, inform yourself, but do not reform yourself. You have a faith that's been formed inside of you. Don't let the media reform that or take that from you. It, last week's uh, scripture Reading was 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 in the New King James Version says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God did not give us. So if God did not give us, somebody else did. Right. If God did not give us fear, that's coming from someone else. That's not God. What did he give us? He gave us power, he gave us love, and he gave us a sound mind. Yeah. A sound mind. Something else we can do is pray. We want to pray. We want to continue to pray. Do not give up your prayer time. Psalms 34.4, New Living Translation, it says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. He freed. He heard my prayers and he freed me from all of my fears. So on Wednesdays, where the pastors uh, will meet right here. We will go. I know it is not great quality. We might try to use our camera this week, but we may just use our phone again. And we go on uh, Facebook Live, and then you guys are allowed to go in there and say amen or put in a, a prayer request. And we, we try to read them as we're praying, and we kind of tag team, and different pastors stand in front of the phone, and we share an encouraging word, and we pray with you. So uh, Wednesday, join us on Wednesday at 7, and we'll be praying together. Isn't that awesome? It's so great that we're able to do that, to pray together. And uh, he will answer us and he will free us from all of our fears. Read God's word. Read God's word. I'm going to end uh, with this. I'm going to read Psalms 91, verses 1 through 16. And then I'm going to personalize it. And I'm going to ask you, uh, let me read it first. And then I'm going to ask you to join me in, re in, in uh, uh, we'll probably just repeat it. I don't believe we have it uh, uh, there to put up for you. Uh, as I, We do have it. Did I send it to you? It's the last part. I don't know if you could do that real quick. It says personalize the word. Personalize the word. 
If you're able to do that, Ryan, I'm going to praise you quite a bit. I'll give you a big kiss from six feet away. But uh, um, I'm going to read Psalms 91, 1 through 16, and then we're going to try to put uh, uh, the personalized version of these scriptures for you to read together with us. For right now, just let me read it to you. Psalms 91, verses 1 through 16. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. We will cover it. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. You say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make, me, you make the Most High your dwelling. 10. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent or your home. For He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone you will tread on the lion and the cobra and you will trample on the lion and the serpent because he loves me says the lord i will rescue him i will protect him for he acknowledges acknowledges my name he will call on me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble i will deliver him and honor him with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Those are promises. So now I want to personalize this. We're not going to be able to put it up. So I'm going to read it slowly and you're going to follow me. So I'm going to ask uh, those that are here and at home, go ahead and stand to your feet at this point. And then we're going to have communion after we confess this. So I'll try and, and do it in small portions so that you can follow me. And those of you here, if you could repeat after me, that will help me know how, how long to wait. <clears throat> Ready? I will dwell. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it and then you're going to repeat it. I know that it's behind me, but I will dwell in the shelter of the Most High and I will rest. I will dwell in the shelter of the Most High. In the shadow of the Almighty. I will, say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress. My God, in whom I trust, surely he will save me from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. I will not fear the terror of night. Nor the, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. The Lord is my refuge. The, Lord is my refuge. 
And I make the most high my dwelling. Therefore, no harm will overtake me. No disaster will come near my tent. For he will command his angels concerning me. To guard me in all my ways. I will call on the Lord. And he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble. And with long life. God will satisfy me. And show me his salvation. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can take those scriptures and post them in your, in your living room, in your, in your bathroom, wherever it is that you go, uh, you know, every so often. You can put them on your phone and set a reminder. Uh, you can post other scriptures, the, some of the ones I, I shared today about hope. And, and uh, if you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you can put those scriptures that say, For God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You can post those and put them. I mean, there's so many things you can do to be reminded of these things constantly. And let me tell you something. The more that you feed your faith, the more fear has to bow to it. Amen? Amen. We just thank you, Lord, this morning, Father, that we can do something. I know it says not to do anything and stay home, but we can do something, Lord. We can bring hope to others, Lord. We can uh, bring support to others, Father. Hallelujah. We can feed our faith and, 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 and starve our fear, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the things that we can do. And today we choose to focus on what we can do. We choose to focus on what we can do and not what we can't do, Lord. So, Lord, we just thank you this morning. Father, for your provision in each one of these homes that are watching, those that may not be watching, that may watch later, Lord, that are hearing uh, the sound of my voice, I just pray that they will never lack bread, Lord, that they will never lack food on their table, Lord, that all their needs would be met, Lord, and all their wants would be given to them, Father, for you are our shepherd, and we shall not want, and you shall supply all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We believe this, Lord. We thank you for your protection upon the church and those, Lord, that we come in contact with, Father, that our power, that your power that lives inside of us, Lord, would touch those for even the shadow, Lord, would heal those, Lord. And even as the spoken word was sent by Jesus, it healed, Lord. So, Lord, that same power lives inside of us and we speak, Lord, to these illnesses and we speak to these things that are happening in our midst, Lord. And we declare that they will not touch our house, Lord, and that whoever we come in contact with will be healed by your power in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this, Lord. The one thing we want to continue to do is remember, you may be seated. The one thing we want to continue to do is to remember. We want to remember what the word says. And how do you do that? Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me as often as you do this. So we're going to have communion every week, every Sunday, until we gather back together and, uh, and, and we're able to do it as, as, a, as a body together. But right now we can do it together. So hopefully you have it at home. I believe uh, in our video our, uh, this week that my wife and I made, my wife encouraged you, take a picture of your communion table or whatever you set up, if it's nice, if it's not so nice, so it doesn't matter, just to show us so that we can say, look, we're having 
having communion together and kind of you can share that on our YouTube page. Uh, if you want to go to Facebook and say our church had communion together today and, and do that, you're welcome to do that. So uh, please go ahead and get ready and get your, uh, your juice and your bread and we'll take it together as one. Scripture 3. As we get ready to partake the communion. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 to 26. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Wherever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's partake together. And the juice. Thank you, God, because your life is infused in our body, even through the sacred communion that we partake this morning. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Church, know that we love you, and uh, we look forward to the day coming really soon that we're going to gather here together again and. Uh, please make uh, a comment on our on YouTube. I believe you can do that, and uh, I, I think you could even share this on. Can you share the video on Facebook? You can share the video on Facebook. Thanks for listening to the New Life Bible Church podcast. If you're ever in the Central Florida area, consider this a standing invitation for you to join us. We would love to meet you. Services are Sundays at 10:30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If this message blessed you, imagine what it would be like in person. Keep up with everything going on at New Life on our website, orangecitychurch.com. New Life Bible Church, you will never be the same.